What's up, mamas? Welcome to another exciting episode of Mama Life Season 2, Mama Life Plus 3, a show about the ups and downs of motherhood. I am your host, Rosie, the Haitian Mama, and today we are doing part two of Raising Black Boys in America. All right, you guys, so this show, I did a part one back in 2020, and I did this one by myself, and unfortunately, the same things are still going on. So this show is about raising black boys in America, and as most of you guys know, I have three black boys, and yes, I'm raising them in this society, and so I'm bringing it right back again and with a guest, I have Kimberly Brown, and she is a mother of a boy also. So, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. So now, we're both raising black boys in America, and I know from recent events, you know, and events that, you know, happened in 2020, it's difficult now than ever. Yes. Yeah, so what is your, you know, experience? I know you only have, like, one boy, but how would you say that, you know, bringing him up, how are you bringing him up in a society where you know that, you know, he, like, as black boys, we know that they have, like, a target on their back? Yes. Um, honestly, I feel like... I was just talking about this with someone. I feel like black women and black men, like we have to, I don't want to say be better, but we have to like hold ourselves to a higher standard just to get put on the same level as everyone else. I don't know if that makes sense, but like I feel like you have to teach your kids how to make sure you talk proper and make sure like if you have, you know, a black name, then you have to make sure that you let them know like, you know, I might be black, but I feel like some people think, like, if you have a black name or if you're too dark, they feel like you might not be educated. Does that make sense? Yes, that that makes perfect sense. Yes, and I feel like with my son and even with women, you have to, like, just try to talk better or, talk, as they say, talk proper, you know? Because when I was in school, people would always tell me, oh, wow, you talk proper for a black girl. And I didn't, like, I, when I was younger, I didn't understand what that meant. I was like, I just talk like me. Yeah, like normal. Yeah, you know? And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, so you think that all black people, we have one language. Yes, exactly. So I feel like you have to teach your sons, like, you know, you have to be this way for people to look at you this way. And it's not right because it's like you have to train them in a way. Exactly, and you know, not to ruffle feathers, like I always differentiate between the two because like in a black household, it's like talking to your sons about the birds and the bees. You got to talk to them about how they should act when being stopped by the police, as in, you know, if you're raised in a white household, there's not that talk because, you know, they don't have to be afraid. I don't know if you watch Teen Mom, but I was watching it the other day, and she was saying that she feels like, as a black person, we have to kind of strip our kids of innocence 
because we have to sit down and have grown-up talks when they're young to prepare them for life that's coming. That is so true. Have to do. That is so true, and it's like you know when your sons are small and they're playing like and they're playing with toy guns and stuff. You have to tell them to watch out because not to play outside with them, especially you know when the cops come because they might think it's a real gun. As in you know, it's different for others because they could play cowboys all day long and not get and not get like that. Exactly, because I know they had a little boy. Not too long ago, that was outside playing and wind up dying, you know? That's just, it's crazy to me. I remember when I was, I think I was in elementary or junior high, and something came on the radio and this woman said that having a son and having a black son, she said she's afraid that every time she sends him to the grocery store or to the park or anywhere that he might not come back. And when I was younger, I didn't understand that. But now I get it, like... Your son could literally just go pick you up some groceries, and you may never see him. Yeah, and that is so true, and it's scary. And nobody gets why we're so scared. Like, like for instance, the case where the cops put their um <laughs> their feet on you know George Floyd's neck. It was it was a scary moment because he was crying for his mom, and I just imagine my sons in the same situation, and I'm like, that is just sad. As his mom, I could just imagine hearing that and like, you know, your son's calling for you. And since you weren't there, I feel like even though you weren't there, you feel mom guilt. Yes, definitely. Because you're not able to do anything to protect them. Exactly. Like, I just couldn't imagine. I just couldn't imagine. I don't know. Like, I only have one son to live for. And I tell people, like, I don't know what I would do, you know, since I only have one son. I'm like, I feel like. I would just sit in a room all day because then I would just block everybody else out if something happened. Yeah, definitely. And my six-year-old son, like, he's very smart. And he's like, Mom, like, I thought cops were supposed to protect you. And, you know, you never know what to say to that. And I'm like, well, you know, it's in society, like, sometimes it's different. You know, you never know, you know, what people are thinking. You never know what kind of person that it is never know like um i live in louisiana and i remember maybe two years ago my mom called me and she said hey i'm being pulled over but i just want you to be on speakerphone just in case uh-huh. I, I remember i was like just sitting there and i was like i just hope like the fact that she was scared made me scared the fact that she felt the need to have to call me it's just like is that what we have to do is that what my son's gonna have to do like just call me just in case just to listen yeah, definitely. Like, I was pulled over once, and I almost had a heart attack. Like, seriously, like, my heart was beating so fast. And it's sad that we're so scared to get pulled over. And I guess, like, any any guy, any black guy, like, when a cop approaches them and they run, it's not because they're guilty. It's because they're scared, they're scared they might not come home. Yeah. And then they just took that, they take that as guilty and they're like, oh, well, we're not going to chase them. It's the point of chasing them, you know? Yeah, I they think they gone. shoot and not even mm-hmm. think about it. But it's like, yeah. it's like if the guy doesn't even have a gun on them, like you, <laughs> I know you're trying to protect yourself, but at least 
you know, search them and make sure that they don't really have a gun on them because this person has a family. Like, you have a family, too. Let's compare the two. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking when I say, like, we're raising, you know, raising black boys in America. It's, you know, it's a scary thing. It is. Like, I I think about it all the time because, especially, I was talking to one of my black friends, and she has two black sons. And I know she meant nothing by it, but she was explaining to me that she feels like my son will have it better than her son's because of his skin color. And, and... The way I felt was like maybe she felt like I shouldn't have any fears because my son is light skinned. So maybe people will be nicer to him. But even if he's light skinned, he's still black. That no is so what, true. No matter what, black. if you have melanin, it's still in you. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know, like with my son, I like he's he's a hundred percent black. I feel like I need to get him a t shirt to wear out in public. <laughs> like I've never experienced so many race questions until I had a son that doesn't look like me. That is like, so true. My mind, like people will ask me, where's this curly hair come from? And I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, like I have no clue. Like I honestly, I don't know. His dad doesn't look like that. His dad isn't this color. Like he's not my color. Like I don't know. I mean, jeans. I don't, just jeans. That's all I got for you, you know? Yeah, and it's sad though, you know, they'll raise those questions and the kid is, you know, the kid is innocent. Like, he doesn't know. I don't think kids know about black and white until, you know, until you put it in their face. Mm -hmm. Yes. And just like with the questions that people ask me, I just feel bad for like my son knowing that the questions that they're going to ask him, like, uh, they had a our neighbor down the street, she stopped my mom and she said, hey, she was like, girl, I got a biracial grandson too. And my mom said, I don't. And she was like, oh. <laughs> and like the lady was like, oh, okay. And kind of drove away. And my mom was like, how's she doing going soon? Like, I'm like, mom, because for some reason, if you're light skinned, you can't be black. You that, know? yeah, so, that's what they assume. Like, yeah, like, I'm just like, well, is this what we're trained? Like, are, is this how America's trained? That is, and if you're black and you're, like, educated, they're in shock, like, oh, my God, like, how did you do it? Like, like where did he get that from? I'm like, I don't, well, I didn't build him, you know? Like, yes. <laughs> I don't know, like, he just, like, if I can go back in my ancestors and try to figure it out, I don't know, and I, I think when I tell them I don't know, they look at me like, well, how don't you know? Yes. I, I legit just don't know, I just just came this way you know I, I don't know and but the, it's just it's shocking it is shocking and, it is and it's sad that me and my friend even had that conversation where we're programmed to think like the lighter you are the better your life can be like that's what's really sad because i really feel like people believe that the lighter you are they feel like oh you must be smarter or like you must not come from like a ghetto background as they say or something i'm like you could be just as light-skinned and come from the hood you know like you don't you can't just guess in these things yeah you don't know people like the um the fact that i think you know in society some white people think like all black guys are angry like whenever they see a black person they have to you know clutch their purse and be mm -hmm. like oh my god like what's he gonna do no <laughs> like that's 
Right? right? Like they'll go onto the other side of the sidewalk or just like look at you like you're about to do something wrong. It's like I didn't even notice you there. Yeah. You know? It's like I don't understand what brings so much fear. Yes, exactly. I don't understand what they're so afraid of. And I'm at the point, like, I even told one of my white friends, I said, like, I have nothing against you. I said, but sometimes I have a fear of even letting my son one day hang out with your kids or hang out with you because if y'all get stopped by the police or the kids get stopped by the police, they're going to look at my son first. Absolutely, yes. And I'm like, I need you. I was telling my friend, like, I need y'all to raise y'all kids to stand up for my son. Mm-hmm. Like, something were to happen. Like, I don't need you to just stand by and watch something happen. I need you to, like, legit stand up for him and say it wasn't him or he didn't do it or it's not his fault. Like, do something because I'm going to raise my son to do the same. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah, you have a point. They are only going to look at him because, like, and opposed to the other kids in the car that might be that's white, like they like they assume that the black one is a threat and that we're always carrying something on us. And I say us because I'm a mother of three boys and I I stand by them 100%. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just um I I remember posting something on Facebook about um raising a black son because I I've actually never, like, I used to keep race off of Facebook. I used to be like, you know, I don't want any arguments. I'm not here for it. And then when I had my son, I said, you know what? If no one's going to speak up for my son, I'm going to speak up for my son. And so I'm pretty sure I've made a lot of people on Facebook mad. I've had a lot of people delete me. But when I said something, I had another mom, and she's white, and she commented and she said, you know, this whole time I've been scared of dropping my daughter off at the daycare because I'm just scared she'll miss me. She said, but you're a mom of a black boy. And she said, I can't imagine the fears that go through your mind. That is so true. Like, you just, like, don't know. Sometimes I feel like I just sit up at night and I just think of everything that can go wrong and what can I do to try to prevent it? Uh Uh-uh. I don't know if, I don't, I know there's, like, I was watching something on The Real one day and they literally have classes on how to, come out of a cop situation alive and that's sad to me that is sad that they even have that i just the fact that people like are you know enrolling their kids in that and the fact that we have to like just how to come out of a situation alive is sad that's really sad and yes this episode is gonna like ruffle so much feathers and i'm like i don't care i don't care how much people delete me i don't care how much people unfollow me this just has to be said because i'm a mother of three boys and i'm gonna do whatever i can to speak up and protect them like if you're unfollowing me because you're uncomfortable that wasn't meant to be anyways and i know how you really feel That's how that's how I feel too. When I started speaking up, I feel like I know I made some people mad, and I made some people uncomfortable. But I feel like we have to have these talks. Like it, it got to stop being where I can't speak those things because it's going to be an argument. Like if we have to have an argument, well, we'll have an argument. But I'm going to teach somebody something. You know. Yes, they have to stop sweeping it, you know, under the rug because the truth is, racism is still present. Mm-hmm. 
Like, racism is still here. I know, and I'm just like, like, I was thinking, I was telling my mom one day, um, my grandpa, he had to be maybe raised in the 30s, and I was just thinking how at one point in his life, he couldn't use a bathroom like us, and he couldn't use a water fountain like us, and he couldn't even go to a school that I went to. And I just couldn't imagine being put in a box just because someone thinks you're less than. Like, I don't know what he went through, and I can only imagine how his life was being a black man. Like, I just, I don't know how he dealt with it. You know, I don't know how anyone dealt with it. Because even though we're still in racism, it was way worse back then. And it's still bad. So I couldn't imagine how bad it was back then. And the fears people had. Yes, seriously, like, it seems like we've been fighting forever just so we could be, you know, equal, just so we could be respected, just so, you know, no one would, you know, kill us for something as simple as wearing a hoodie or playing loud music. Yes, that, um, that reminds me, my uncle, he was in the military, and he was overseas in Germany, and he got to bring home a foreign car whenever he came back to the States. And my mom said they were riding around in Mandeville um, in Louisiana, and they got pulled over. And he wasn't even speeding or anything, but the cops wanted to know where he stole that car from. Oh, my God. And I'm like, he had to explain to them, like, no, sir, I'm in the military, and I got this car from Germany. And I'm like, that's so sad. Do you just walk up to people all the time and ask them, where'd you steal this vehicle? I know, that is so sad that he has to give an explanation, you know, especially for his own car. Exactly, like, you, you've been fighting for the same people that want to say you just stole this car. That's sad. That, that is. Make me, I'm, I'm, I don't want to leave the military. Like, I'm trying to save you, and you're pulling me over asking me where I stole it from. Like, how? That shouldn't even be a question. That, yeah, absolutely not. That is, that's the most disrespectful thing ever. It is. And I'm I'm just like, okay, so you see a black man driving a nice car, and you're like, man, that can't be his. <laughs> what? They do have hardworking people in this world. They really do. And just imagine this is the same society where we're we're trying to raise our sons to be, you know, black mans, black kings, and you know, and still the system is tearing them down. Yeah, so what I yeah, so what I tell my boys is that, you know, they're kings and they're princes and don't don't let anybody tell them different. Exactly. My mom calls my son her grand king. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what, because I want him to know, like, you're special. I don't want anybody to ever tell you that you're less than or you're not worth it. Because I'll have something to say to him. I'm not having that. Yes, and I think, like, they they should start teaching the kids early. Like, I noticed, like, one episode of Sesame Street where they talked about racism. I love that episode because all my sons watched it, and my little one is just singing along to it. And, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, that's, like, a great episode. Like, I think, like, every parent should have their kids watch that. Exactly, or just, like, a race conversation or... Tell your kids, like, 
don't tell them, but tell like explain to them like what's the right questions to like say because I know I don't know about you, but when I grew up and I went to like predominantly white schools, I literally had a girl ask me if I could dye my hair. Oh no! Yeah, and I said, do you think like I'm a dog? I'm like dogs can dye their hair. Like, do you think I'm less than that? Because I'm like, for you, what do you think I am? Of course, I could dye my hair. Oh my goodness. And I'm just like, you know, that's not even her because we were in high school. That has to stem from what's at home. Because there's no way she would just assume, like, children don't come up that way. No, they don't. No, they don't. That's why I always say that it has to be something somewhere because children don't see color. Like, I've seen a child, like, a white child say hi to me and their parents just walk right past me. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's a shame that, you know, the child acknowledges me. But the parent just looked past me. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. Just having my son, it brings up a lot. Like, now that I'm a parent, I can understand my mom so much more on another level, you know, because I understand her pain and I understand, like, raising a black child in America, period. Like, um, I went to Christian school when I was a kid. And in third grade, I'll never forget, I was the only black kid in my class. And we were going over slavery. And my teacher looked at me. And she said, can your mom come in and teach a class for us? And me being in third grade, I was like, sure. Like, oh, my God, slaves are black. I'm black. My mom can do this. That's what I'm yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like, my mom, she's going to ace this, you know? And I go home, and I tell my mom, she's like, I'm coming to the school. And I was like, wait, why? <laughs> Please don't go to the school. She's like, I'm going to talk to your teacher. I was like, please don't. She's like, me thinking, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's about to shut the school down, and I don't know why. And now I'm thinking, like, if Eli came to me and was like, Mom, my teacher wants you to come teach about slaves. Exactly. Like, okay, I'm yes, yes. I'd be like, I'm on my way. I'm coming. You know? But I didn't, and it's so sad that teachers, they, they even put race like racist things on kids and the kids have no clue like it just goes right over their head it really does it went straight over my head and i just didn't understand why that was disrespectful but my mom she was ready yes and i she didn't come because i literally cried because i didn't understand and i feel so bad because she just wanted to stand up for me and all i did was cry and ask her not to and i couldn't imagine being put in that situation as a parent exactly you know, like, do you do what's right or do you listen to your child? And it's, I don't know. That's yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of conflicting because you want to stand up for your child, but you know, children, they're like, don't embarrass me. Yes. <laughs> like, so I was like, please don't embarrass me. Cause I knew, I knew she was going up there just to shut the school down. I just knew it. And I, I just did not understand. And now that I look back at it, I'm like, you know what? You shouldn't even been a teacher. That's true. Really taught kids and said things like this. That's crazy. I can only imagine things that are going to get said to my son, and I don't, I don't know if I'm ready because I feel like I'd be ready to yell at everybody. Me either. Like it's scary because my son's already six, and you know, soon time is gonna go by so fast, and he's gonna be a teenager, and he's gonna go out on his own, and it's just it's a scary thought. And it's like, 
us black mothers, like, that's what we're afraid of. Like, that's yeah, our like, biggest fear. Like, God forbid, if your son's, like, really tall and muscular, then it's like, oh, my God, he's a threat. Mm-hmm. It's like, fear. Like, I just want you to be short and skinny and just don't be, you know, don't scare nobody. But you, you scare people just by your color, not even the way you're built. Yeah, that is so true, and yeah, and just keep it, keep it down, and be respectful, and Mm -hmm. oh my God, it's so much that you have to teach your children, especially black boys. It's like, oh my God, like it's it's a lot, it's a lot. It's a lot. I um, I was watching something. They said that you have to make sure you put your hands up, and you're like, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, and. You know, you have to explain. Like, I was watching something. They said that you literally have to say, I'm going to reach to my glove compartment, and I'm going to grab this. Like, you literally have to talk it out. And I'm like, do other people have to do that? Yes. And I'm like, how many white men, how many white men have to do the same thing? Like, how many white guys (laughs) are afraid, afraid when a cop stops them? Because, like, I've seen, like, in several occasions, they talk back. Mm-hmm. They talk back. <laughs> they literally talk back to the cops, and I've looked, and the cops don't do anything. Yeah, they um, talk back, and we have to, you know, put our heads down, and mm-hmm. you know, be respectful while they're like talking back, being belligerent, and you know, if we're belligerent, we're in the wrong, and we get shot. Yep, it's just, I know it's just a scary thought, and it's like I'm already thinking of conversations I'm going to have to have with Eli, and he's one, and he can't even have a conversation. (laughs) No. But I'm thinking of what I'm going to have to tell you and how I'm going to prepare him, because I'm going to have to. Especially, like, me and my mom were just saying, she was saying how crazy it is, how they're having a trial right now for George Floyd. And I saw on Instagram, and they said that we live in America, where they're putting a man on trial for killing a man, that we all watch him kill a man. But he got to go on trial to see if he's guilty, even though we watched him do it. Oh, my God. Yes. And I've, I, I, I was comparing this because I saw this thing on Instagram that says it's a shame that, you know, he put, you know, his foot on his neck. And, you know, he's still trying to see if he's guilty or not. But, like, if it was a dog, like, if it was, if the things were turned and it was a dog, he put his foot on the neck of a dog he would have gotten convicted real fast oh yeah the humane society would have came out there yes so so what is what is that telling us like what is that telling us exactly it makes me feel like i'm less than or something you know like um my friend was trying to tell me you know about riots and how it's wrong and i was explaining like you know, I'm not one to loot. I am not one to do that. I said, but if someone were to kill my son and didn't have an explanation, I said, honestly, I don't know what I would do. Exactly. Said, you, don't, you, don't know. you know, I, I might tear the whole city apart. Like, I don't know because I'm not put in that situation. You know, I can't judge somebody for losing their child or how, like, if they kill a black boy, they just leave them in the street. Covered yes. Up I want to do with them. Like, just lay them there. And I'm like, I would, I would just... I wouldn't know what to do. Like, I don't understand what they expect the moms to do. Like, they just want them to be quiet and keep the peace. No. I would flip out because 
Like, my child has been in my stomach for nine months. We've been through hell and back. I pushed the child out and for you to kill him over something. You know, over something that's not even worth killing somebody over. I would be angry. Like, seriously. And it's even like, and I don't want to say it's, it's just even cops because I can't remember his name, but the dude that was jogging and the two white men that just took it upon themselves to kill him. And I'm, I'm like, what makes you the police to just kill someone in the street? Like, what makes that okay for you? Because he looks suspicious. He was just running. That's all the man was doing was running. He was just jogging like everybody else do. In their neighborhoods, they jog, you know? Yes, and it's like we can't even do anything simple as jogging or, like, going for a walk or listening to music without being judged and without being killed. Exactly, and even with that, they had to have a protest just to arrest them, and my friend, she was just saying, I don't know if these riots are called for, and I said, "I, I want you to look at it like this. For us to get justice... We literally have to mess things up for people to even look. Seriously, we have to be loud in order to be heard, which is sad. Because they're not, let's be honest, they're not going to arrest these people until there's riots and until there's protests. Because uh, the officer that killed George, he didn't get arrested right away. And the two men, and that's really sad, it was a father and son. Like, what are you teaching your son? You you taught your son how to be a murderer. That is true. Like, you know, like, we're out here teaching our sons how to stay alive. And he's out here trying to teach his son how to kill somebody. Like, that's, that's crazy to me. That and is. I think they're still waiting to tri- like waiting for a trial. And I'm like, but you literally hunted that man down and killed him. And, you, and you're not guilty. Like, why aren't you guilty? That is so sad. That is so it's sad. So, like, I just imagine. And the saddest part is, it's not only men, like, they're still waiting for the, like, they still didn't prosecute the killers that killed Breonna Taylor, so. And they say that was an accident, and, like, they didn't even go in the right house. I mean, I'm just not understanding, or, like, um, that officer that killed a black man um, in his apartment. Yes. She thought it was her her apartment. I was like, that don't even make sense. That doesn't. First of all. Like, that's what you're going to do. Like, if you see someone robbing, you just going to shoot them all. You're just not going to say, like, hello, or why are you in here? Just shoot them. No questions. Like, first of all, I'm sure that apartment don't even look like your apartment. That sofa don't look like your sofa. Like, that table don't look like your table. And you thought he was robbing you. Exactly. And, oh, my God, and it doesn't even make any sense. And that's what's so sad about it. And now we have to, like, bring our boys into this society. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's giving we see no justice. No. It's like, like murder after murder. And it's like, when is one person? I mean, just one person going to go to jail? One. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, too. We're still, we're all waiting. We're still waiting for it. That's sad. We're literally waiting on just one person to get arrested. Seriously. Because I know they never take account for it. So. No, it's always an excuse. Like, you know, um, what's his name? On the Fruitvale station, that 
that murder, he said he thought it was his taser, not his gun. I was like, you always have an excuse. Yes, like, I've watched this movie over and over again, and it's and it's so sad. And I get, like, now that I have my sons, I get angry every time I watch it. I'm like, you know, that could have been my sons. Yep, handcuffed on the ground. Yes. Like, where was he going to go? He couldn't get up. He couldn't run. He couldn't move. And yet... You just happened to grab the wrong weapon. Exactly. Like, or the one that gets me. I was scared for my life. You don't think they were scared for their life either? Like, you don't think that? If you're scared, then you're not in the right profession. Uh-uh. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm done with excuses. I just need answers or justice. Exactly. We like, just need justice and we just need everybody to take accountability for, you know, for what they do. Yeah, like just one win. Can you give us one win? Like, Lord, I'm just waiting. Because, I mean, we're going to have to show our sons these things and they're going to wonder, like, why aren't these people getting arrested? And the only thing we could tell them is, like, I don't know. Like, I have no clue. Because if it was you, they would have been put you in jail. That is true. No questions in. If it was reversed, you know, they would have been put them in jail. So it's, I don't know. I don't, I guess they still want us to sit and they want us to wait and they want us to be quiet and just wait. Yeah. And as mothers, you know, especially mothers to black boys and that cannot happen. (laughs) No, that cannot happen. We can't, I feel like we have to start sticking together and stop just waiting because the justice isn't coming. You want us to wait on justice that we're not getting. So, waiting on justice you're not getting. So. And to to close this out, like I just want to say that we have to just, you know, hold our black men tighter, you know, treat them as kings. You know, just just show them that they're worth they're worth it and they're worthwhile. And teach our sons. Black is beautiful. Yes, black is beautiful. And teach our sons that they're kings, they're princes, they're royalty. And they shouldn't let anybody tell them otherwise. And I want to, and I want to really thank you for, you know, joining me in this show. This has been, you know, great, great, great conversation. A much, much needed conversation. Yes, yes. Much needed. We have to start opening those doors to uncomfortable conversations. Yes, no matter what. <laughs> no, matter, no matter how uncomfortable it is, we have to. We have to. Like, no matter who wants to hear it, no matter who wants to tune it out, it's going to be loud and clear. And I'm going to use this platform to shine a light on it. Yep. I'm glad you had me. And I'm glad you were here. Um, do you have anything that you want to promote? or Not at this time. I'm just working on um, a single mom project. And that's it. I just want to um, try to get all single moms together and try to let them know, like, we might feel alone, but we're not alone because we have each other. You know, we can lean on each other. Oh, yes. Um, I like that. Yeah, because there's times where I feel like I'm just doing this by myself. But I know there's other moms that feel the same way. So I want to try to come up with a community for that. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, Do you want to shout out your Instagram so they um other moms can look you up? Sure. It's 
Kimberly Geneva, and it's G-E-N-E-V-A, and that's my Instagram handle. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here with me. Of course. Anytime. All right. Time for the inspirational quote of the day. Let's get inspired. Okay. So this inspirational quote is different because it comes from a lyric to a song. And it's from my role model, Tupac Shakur. Okay. So, in the States, here on earth, tell me, what's a black life worth? A bottle of juice is no excuse. The truth hurts. Alright, time for the Kids Say the Darnest Things segment. Okay, do your kids say the darnest things? Well, my zoo, and I'm lucky enough to write it down. Alright, so, let me start by saying that my son loves telling jokes so he was you know telling us one of his jokes the other day and my husband was like so do you want to be a stand-up and he was like a stand-up no i'm gonna be a grown-up when i get big not a stand-up Alright, thank you so much for listening to Mama Life Season 2, Mama Life Plus 3. And remember, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and share with your other mom friends, with parents, and with anybody that's thinking about raising kids. And remember, ladies, take care of each other, and most importantly, take care of them kids. Peace out.